Hey friends, I hope you're all staying safe and healthy and comfortable and taking care of yourselves and the people who are important to you. You know, every time on this podcast, when I'm about to talk about numbers, I always preface it by saying something like, I don't put a whole lot of weight in numbers, or, you know, I don't really care that much about numbers, but, but I've got to stop saying things like that, because obviously it's not true. And, and that's not to say I've been lying to you, only that, just like anyone, I, I have contradictions, and I'm still figuring out who I am. All of this is a roundabout way of telling you, dear listener, that this podcast, the People Are the Enemy podcast, for the first time in its three years of life, surpassed 1,000 episode downloads in one month. Cue the applause. Ah! Yes! Feels good! Let me soak it up. Gorgeousness and gorgeousity. Ah! Yes, rain on me, applause. I love it. Hey, 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 yeah. Okay, anyway, anyway, uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. If you listen to any episodes of this podcast during the month of January, thank you. You, you help make this happen, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Uh, for those of you listening who, who didn't listen to any episodes of the People Are the Enemy podcast in the month of January, or ever before, meaning this is your first time checking this show out, hello! Welcome! I'm the recently unemployed host of this podcast. My name is Andy Mascola. I've been recording and releasing a new episode of this show once a week for three years now. Uh, we haven't had a guest in a while, but uh, we do on occasion have guests on this podcast. I, I love to speak with interesting, creative people about what they do. When there's no guest, it's usually just me talking to you like I am now. Sometimes the show is funny. Sometimes it's intentionally funny. Uh, th there are no advertisements on People Are the Enemy, and there's no Patreon set up for it. All I've ever asked of listeners of this fine program is that if you love the show, and if you want to help support it and myself monetarily, purchase one or two of my novels. There are currently eight in publication, available worldwide via Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. If you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. Finding my novels is easy. You just type my name, Andy Mascola, that's spelled M-A-S as in Sam, C-O-L-A as in Coca-Cola, into your search bar uh, of your preferred online bookseller, and you'll find my work. Uh, I'm proud of the novels I've written. You can you can download free samples and check them out. I've, I write in a variety of genres. Uh, most paperbacks are just $9 U.S. via Amazon. And uh, most ebook versions are just $2.99 U.S. And when you buy a paperback via Amazon, you also get the ebook version of that book for free. So, please, check those out. If you've listened to this podcast before, and you've already purchased any or all of my novels, thank you so, so much. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song.
Hello, People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 158 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you for spending time with me. I, I really hope you enjoy spending time with me. Honestly, I think that's key to a podcast. You, you, you know, you listen to people because they're the kind of person that you'd, you'd want to hang out with for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or, you know, or an hour even, you know? This this podcast is, uh, I don't think it's ever gone an hour. But, you know, we've, we've definitely gone over 30 minutes uh, at, uh, at a time or two. Anyway, I, I hope you're all doing well. Um, I saw this happen yesterday at a record store at the mall, and uh, it was kind of wonderful. I, I was waiting in line. I uh, The record store at, at our mall is also the comic book store, and uh, I do have a pull list, meaning I have comic books that they put aside for me every week uh, or month, and I, I don't collect too many titles now. I just have, uh, I think it's just... just three or four going right now. Uh, regardless, the, the point is, there was a young man in front of me in line at, at the register, and of course, uh, with, with the social distancing and whatnot, I'm standing about six feet behind this fella, and I see him, probably about 15 years old, this guy, puts a copy of Neutral Milk Hotels in the aeroplane over the sea down on the counter. And and the clerk rings him up, and he pays for it, and I see him put it in a bag, and the kid's kid turns around, and I look at him, and I think like I should say something, and I said, "But you know, don't be, don't be that old guy, you know, who's uh, 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 you know, overly complimentary or being, um, you know, I don't know. I just didn't want to taint his experience, so I just said, uh, I said, uh, that's a that's a good purchase right there." And uh, he said, he said, yeah, I've, I've heard this is good, or something like that. And, and he walked away, and I just, it just felt good. You know what I mean? Uh, that album is, is, geez, I think it's probably well over uh, 25 years old, uh, if not more. You know, and, and to see it still being appreciated is wonderful. You know, that's, um, if, I don't know if you've ever heard Neutral Milk Hotel. For the longest time, I'd, I'd had one Neutral Milk Hotel. It was on Avery Island, which I, and I think it's just like one of two of their, actual studio LPs. And I loved it. I listened to it like crazy. And for whatever reason, <laughs> like I've had it for years and like, I'd never even like thought about in the aeroplane over the sea. Like I knew it was there, but I just never, never considered it. Like I was just like, well, why would I want to listen to that? This on Avery Island is so good. And then, and then I, I worked with a fella and he said, uh, he said, he said, have you checked out on Avery Island? Uh, I'm sorry. He said, I see that you've listened to On Avery Island. I know you've listened to that. Have you checked out In the Aeroplane Over the Sea? And I was kind of like, no, I, I never even considered it. He's like, well, I, I got it here. And this was in the day of, of CDs where you you know where you could loan, loan a fella CDs and whatnot. And uh, he loaned it to me. And I put it in the, the computer. It might have been a desktop computer. It was so long ago. Uh, and, uh, of course, I was blown away. That album is, is amazing. It's a masterpiece. And, and it was like, it, it's like, it's like, Heads and tails above on Avery Island in terms of, of qual song quality, you know, song for song and play, you know, uh, replayability. And it's just like, I like, I couldn't even believe it. Like, I was like, what was I doing? What was I thinking? You know, it's so, both albums are very good, mind you. I don't mean to disparage one over the other, but it, it's that sort of thing where it's like, like, I've, like, you couldn't, I couldn't believe, like, I lived as long as I had without it, just assuming this one thing was good enough. You know what I mean? And uh, why, why was I being such a, a stubborn music listener? I don't know, because I'm a snob, I suppose, uh, when it comes to music sometimes. Anyway, um, on to other things. That happened. Uh, that was kind of cool. And just heartening, you know, to see something uh, uh, that you know is good 
and uh, is probably going to be good forever, you know, at least in, in, in respects to quote-unquote 90s indie rock, you know, that uh, the aeroplane over the sea, that to see a younger generation kind of picking it up and bringing it home, and you know that that fellow's going to put it on his turntable, or maybe he's just going to use the download card and download it <laughs> and shelve the vinyl. He might not even have a record player for all I know, and, and, and but he's going to, you know, he's probably going to enjoy it, and you, you hope it's going to blow his mind if he hasn't heard it already. You know, kids uh, these days obviously stream everything, you know, beforehand so it's a good chance that he'd been listening to it and just wanted to own it and hold it in his hands and god bless him anyway great album holy moly did i have a week guys you know you know i, I mentioned at the opening of this show that i'm recently unemployed and i'm on the job hunt uh and th this is only to say that if, if you if you you know an opportunity that might be good for me don't hesitate to reach out you can you can find me on on twitter you can find me on linkedin you can see my whole resume there if you don't want to do either, you can just send me an email, andymascola at gmail.com. Anyway, this isn't this isn't to, to try to plug that. It's only to say that this week has been busy. Every day I've been busy. I have a hard time standing still. Being unemployed is difficult for me. Um, I am optimistic. I am staying positive, but I am keeping busy. Every day I'm, I'm sitting down with a, with a notebook and a laptop and... Uh, and uh, and a phone and pens and I'm 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 working working the phones and I'm trying to find find an opportunity for myself and I'm looking at a lot of different things right now. Now what what happened this past week was I was um while I was looking for for an opportunity, I uh, I uh, I got a call around. This is wild. It was like around two fifteen. I'd been trying to get in touch with this this one company about um, seeing about coming in for an interview, and. Uh, around 2.15, this fella calls me, and he said, uh, he said, hey, if you've got time, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about this opportunity right now. He said, how soon can you get here? And I looked at the clock, and I thought to myself, if I say anything later, again, it was like 2.15, and this place where this fellow was was a half hour's drive away from me. And I thought to myself, if I say anything later than three o'clock, there's a good chance he might say, well, I've got a meeting or I'm going home or whatever. So I said, I'll be there at three o'clock. And he said, I'll be here. And I said, great. And then I hung up the phone and then I went bananas because I, I was literally, you know, in jeans and a sweatshirt. You know, I hadn't intended to, to, to leave the house at all. And suddenly I had I had 15 minutes to pull together an outfit and get in my car and drive to this 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 place a half hour away to to in, to talk about a, a job opportunity. But where again, as I'm the kind of person who has a hard time resting on my laurels, I'm, I have a hard time sitting still. I I want to keep busy and uh, obviously I want to take advantage of of uh, and talk to as many people as possible to 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 land in a place where I belong. I, I, I got up and I, I ran upstairs and I, sh I don't think I've ever shaved so quickly. I was, it was a miracle that I didn't, didn't nick my face. And then, and then of course I, I'm pulling outfits out. I'm pulling this and that, and I, I'm pulling on a tie and I'm pulling on a, a suit jacket and, and, and pants and good shoes and everything. I'm just like, I'm getting myself changed. I was just all over the place. And then I get, uh, I, fortunately I'd done my homework about this guy's company ahead of time. And I, I created questions that I wanted to ask him because I knew that he'd be calling. I didn't know that he'd have time to meet me in person. Anyway, so I get everything together and I run downstairs and I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God. And my daughter is at the bottom of the stairs. And she says, she looks at me and she says, dad, and she said, look at me. And I just look at her and she's like, you're all over the place. And she makes this motion with her hands as if to say like, you're all over the place. She says, be here right now. Be here. And she holds her hands together. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm here. I'm centered. And she said, Dad, 
what's for you will not pass you. Now, she said this before. She says it about every day to me, and I love it. And it's something that it's sort of become a mantra in my mind. Whenever I start to get anxious or start to, to think about like, oh, geez, well, what if this doesn't happen? And what if I'm out of work for a long time? And I remember my daughter saying, what's for you will not pass you. And it centers me, it grounds me, it brings me, brings me back to earth and makes me, it releases my anxiety if I have any, you know? Uh, and, and at that point I was obviously, you know, uh, uh, harried of, if anything, you know, because I was about to, to walk out the door and drive to this job that I spent 15 minutes literally getting dressed for this, uh, this, uh, job interview. And uh, so what she means is what's for you will not pass you is basically, you know, just, just what it sounds like. You know, if it's meant to be, it'll be, you know, and uh, I, I love that thought. I love, I, if it's meant to, if, it, if it's meant to be, it'll be, it's one, it's fine, but what's for you will not pass you implies that you're going to, you're going to get the thing that you want, regardless if it's, if it's, if it's for you, if it's for you, it, it, it won't pass you by. So anyway, so I get, I get in my car and I, I obviously love my daughter, tell her I appreciate her. And uh, I say, I don't know when I'll be back. Uh, the longer it takes, obviously, probably the better it's going. And I drive to this place and I meet with this guy and we talk for an hour and it's very good. And he wants, uh, he wants to do a follow-up afterwards, um, the following week, meaning this coming week. So I, I'm like, great, this is great. Now here's the funny part. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I walk out into the parking lot of uh where this 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 guy's office is located and i've got uh, mind you i've got like a notebook uh and uh a pen like i actually got three pens because i'm paranoid that two pens aren't going to work uh, of course you know so i'm a, I'm a boy scout so i stay prepared you know and uh and i've got a folder with my my uh, paperwork in it and resumes in it you know everything i might need that might come up in the conversation so i have all these things and i'm wearing a suit you know and i go to get my keys out of the suit pocket and my keys have literally like slipped through like the tiniest little rip in the lining of the pocket. And they are now like, <laughs> now like, like sliding back and forth in, in the, 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 um, the, the hem of the jacket, the hem of the, <laughs> the hem of the sport coat, if you can picture that. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Like, so I'm literally like locked out of my car. So I put everything like on the roof of my car. And meanwhile, like a breeze comes by, it blows all my paperwork everywhere. I'm like running around trying to, trying to pick up all this paperwork and collect it and put it all back into, into my folder and get everything back. And I, I'm taking off the sport coat because I can't, again, I can't get into my car. I'm literally like shaking, like holding the sport coat. And I'm like, if, if anybody's watching me outside of this, this, they are, they must have be having the, the biggest laugh. Fortunately, I like, I was on a side, my car was parked on the side of a build, the building where there was, weren't any windows at, um, at, uh, eye level. There were, there were raised windows, but regardless, so I'm, I'm just trying to be as cool as possible, but it's impossible because like, I, I'm shaking my coat and, and I've got my hand in the pocket and I'm literally trying to get the keys out of like the hem of the sport coat and, and through this tiny, tiny hole again. So, so that I can get in my car and, and, and leave with a, with a, a shred of, of respect. Holy moly. And I, I managed to do it, obviously. And, and mind you, it was, it was probably about 28 degrees outside. So it's freezing out while I'm doing this. And I just felt ridiculous, but, um, but, uh, it was okay. It was all right. Everything, everything was okay. And, uh, it, it went well. And I, I look forward to, um, to, to, uh, to, uh, speaking with this fella again in the future. Uh, 
But again, I'm keeping my, my mind open. I've got a lot of things going on. Uh, I'm fortunate uh, the job market here in New Hampshire is pretty good. It's pretty good. I think it's like 3% unemployment, uh, whereas the country, I think, is around 6%. So, uh, so yeah, so there are things available, and I'm, I'm exploring a lot of different opportunities. I don't mean to... to to dwell on that. Sorry, guys, but it, I thought it was a funny story. Uh, I registered, oh, actually, I registered my mother for the COVID vaccine this, uh, this past week, and uh, boy, that was a process, you know? It's not, you know, it wasn't easy, and I can't, I can't imagine her having to do it on her own. I hope that there, there's an easier system. I hope that they, I know there's like 211 in New Hampshire is a number you can call, and I assume there, there's somebody there uh, waiting to help a person, a, a person of, of, of a certain age that would be in like the first bracket for, for vaccine shots. I'm hopeful that, that that is a smoother way to do this. But the way I did it with my mother is I had her sit down with me and we sent an email and then we got a follow-up email back and then we had to fill out a form and then, uh, and then we, we registered to, to, at, at a place in order to, to drive up and get the, get the shot. And it, it was a lot of doing, it was a lot of process. I was like, oh my goodness. So, so then I, I, I'm, I'm doing this with my mother and I'm like, I don't know if my father has had any, any, any luck with this also. My father is, is in the next state. He's in Massachusetts and I'm right on the border. I'm in Southern New Hampshire, which is, if you look at a map, you can see Massachusetts is right below Southern New Hampshire. Anyway, uh, so I called my dad immediately after and he said, and, and when I answered, I said, how you doing, dad? And he says, he says, not good. I'm, I'm having a hell of a time trying to, to schedule my first vaccination. And I said, well, it's, it's lucky that I'm speaking to you. I literally called you about just about this thing because I just, I just helped mom get hers. So I, I'm absolutely available to help you get yours. And, uh, he said, she said, okay, what if I come by tonight and, and, uh, we can sit down on the computer and, 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 and we can get, get me registered for the first, uh, vaccine. And I said, absolutely, let's do it. So, uh, the afternoon goes by and, and he, I get a call from him later and he called, he ended up calling, um, the, the, um, the VA. He's a, he's a, he's a Vietnam vet. And, uh, he talked to a, a fellow there, I guess who said, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely here for you to help you get your vaccination scheduled. So he was able to do it that way. So that was good. Um, his is scheduled, like, I think for this coming week, my, whereas my mother's is like the first available date wasn't until like, like late March in New Hampshire. Uh, my, my suggestion to you is if, if you have somebody in your family or if you yourself are, are, um, one of the folks that are, are earliest to get this, this vaccine, have, your list of medications available when you're filling out the form or have that person who you're helping have them, their list of meds available. You're going to need a lot of information. It might take a couple times to, before you can, you can get an actual date. Um, and ultimately you're going to need, or, 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 or the person that you're registering is going to need to have someone who has a smartphone because there's like a, like a, like a, one of those, um, QR codes, whatever those car codes are. I forget what they're called. The, the, the little, little box that looks like a, looks, looks like a map. I mean, sorry, it looks more like a maze rather, <laughs> you know, and you've got to, you're going to have to have one of those scanned. So, uh, again, be patient and, uh, it, it can be done. Oh, I just got a little text from my wife. It says, I miss you. Oh, that's sweet. I miss my wife. I love my wife. Anyway, uh, you know, what else happened? Oh my gosh. It was, it was, it was nine degrees yesterday when I got up this morning. I was like, oh, it's gotta be better this morning. Negative two. Yeah. 
Holy crap, is it cold. And, and I've been making the mistake. This is gross, but I'll admit it because I admit gross things to you on this, this podcast. Okay. We've got a lead in the backyard for our dog. Okay. So if you can picture this, it's sort of like, and I think I've described it before. It's sort of like a corkscrew, like a long metal corkscrew that's screwed into the ground. And this, this long wire, this untangleable, like, um, thick thick cord or cable is the best best way to describe it with one of those hooks at the end with like the um the spring hooks if you can picture that you know sort of like to, to, that a a maintenance person might put keys on their on their belt buckle with you know what i mean those are like a spring activated um um hook and because it's been super super cold uh that hook has been freezing so i i go to take the dog out when she she wants to uh she wants to do her business and of course i try to put her on the lead and and I can't get the thing the thing the thing undone. So I've been using my mouth to, to, to like to like moisten it and warm it. Like and mind you, doing this like when it's like single digit degrees outside is dumb. Okay, if if you saw if you saw uh, shoot uh, uh, what is it called a Christmas story was that it the the Gene Shepherd uh, one that they adapted that's on all the, every season now and and the kid uh, 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 flip. I think his name is Flip or something like that. He puts his tongue on the pole, or they dare, dare, dare the kid to put his put it, touch his tongue to the this pole, and it gets stuck there. It's exactly that. Uh, so idiot me is out there. Of course, that didn't happen. But but what did happen is like it's sticking to my lips and and, and tongue while I'm trying to like moisten it just to like get the get the uh, um get the spring loaded uh, trigger down. And and after doing this like three or four times, I was like, this is ridiculous and dumb and. And you're going to hurt yourself and or make yourself really sick from germs because you're putting something that's been on the ground in your mouth, Andy. This is gross. So what I've done since is I, I just I have like this little plastic bottle of, of warm water that I keep available. And if it's not, if, you know, I'll just fill it. Uh, and then I, what I could do is I, I dunk the um, uh, the hook into there. If you've got any suggestions, I don't know what other folks do as far as putting their dog in the lead in the middle of winter. If you live in a cold, cold state, or if you live in New England or the Northeast, please let me know. I'd love to know. And uh, it, because uh, because what what I've I've taken to do rather than than uh, tear my mouth apart is <laughs> is is either pour warm water on this thing or or dunk it in there. And uh, that seems to be working uh, okay. Um, you know, I, I wanted to mention one other thing as well. I'm talking about the dog. I was out walking the dog, and uh, I, I know I haven't told the story yet, but I, 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 I was walking the dog, and, and there was a, this fella that was out with his dog, and uh, he was walking the same way I was, and uh, I heard music coming from him, and we're talking, and he's smoking a cigar, and he looks like he's a little bit older than me, and it turns out, it turned out he was, and uh, and I listened to the music, and of course, I'm a huge music guy, as you know, and uh and it sounds like jam band music, you know what I mean? It sounds like a you know, like live concert music, you know, jam band, fish, you know, stuff. And um, and I said, are you listening to a jam band? And he said, he said, yeah, I'm listening to the dead. Do you like the dead? And I looked at him and I said, no, I don't like the dead. <laughs> I understand, like, I laugh if only because, uh, you know, I, I, I've told you I'm a music snob. I don't like the Grateful Dead. Um... And I'm not, I wasn't going to lie to the guy. You know, what was I going to say? Like, oh, I love the, nah, some of their stuff is okay. No, I don't, I don't like any of it. It's not for me at all. Um, but I said, and I came back with this, and it's true, I said, but I respect the dead. I do. I do. I, I saw this. My buddy and I watched it. And I think I might have even talked about it on this podcast uh, a couple of years back. We watched this, this Grateful Dead documentary. I think it might have been on Amazon Prime. 
and it's like a six-hour documentary. It's like three parts, and it was phenomenal. And when you, when you see what those those fellas built, um, those I should say fellas and ladies, because there were women involved uh, with the dead too, and obviously their fan base is is, is everyone. Um, but uh, when you see what those 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 folks built, uh, this 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 community. Uh, and 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 to be able to take it uh, all over the United States and and share it and and this wonderful this create this wonderful environment that that people you know love and look forward to being in and return to again and again and again and literally follow on tour is is amazing and it's impressive that 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 any single band could do that and keep going without any having any like huge blockbuster success with like a um one one record or one single you know i know touch of gray but you know that was in the 80s if you if you know but uh that was a that was a, a minor hit i suppose or maybe it was a bigger hit i guess i suppose it was a bigger hit if i if i heard it in the 80s as a kid and i remember it now 30 some odd years later then i suppose it was a hit but my point being that that i respect the dead so i told the guy I said you know what i do not like the dead but i respect the dead and we talked a bit and we got into the whole john mayer thing you know because obviously uh uh, um, Grateful Dead fans are, are, are some are on the fence uh, whether they, they love or, or or don't care for John Mayer and he said I, I was leery at first this guy said but I eventually grew to kind of like a, like a John Mayer and I think he's a good fit so so he's happy about that it was it was nice it's, I love talking with anybody about music I I, I suppose I suppose I, I'm the type of person where I'm fortunate in that in that even if it's something I don't necessarily uh, like whether it's meaning the genre or the artist in particular, I can find something to to communicate with a person about uh, about that thing. You know what I mean? On that level, I, I have a certain amount of knowledge about all of that because I love all of that. You know, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, I uh, I love uh, I love doing this podcast, and I love that you guys listened, and I really, really, really appreciate um, if you listened in January, helping me. Uh, push this past uh, 1,000 episode downloads. That That is incredible for this little show that I do uh, very, very bare bones. And um, But uh, but I appreciate you listening. I hope you'll continue to tune in. Uh, again, if uh, I'm still on the job hunt, you know, since the last time I told you 10 minutes ago, I'm still on the job hunt. If you if you know of any opportunities, please don't hesitate to reach out. And and if you just want to connect, just so we can network on LinkedIn, just uh, uh, follow me over there. If you have a profile set up, and um, that way, if there's like say if there's, there's a national company, even if you don't live uh, in New England, but there's a, a huge company that that maybe you've worked for or a friend of yours has worked for that I'm interested in in applying to, uh, I've got a connection that way, and and maybe a way to to get my get my information to uh, to a hiring person over there. Anyways, uh, this has been one, episode 158 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.